Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Great morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. How are you today, Russell? I'm good, thanks. I praise my God for that. Thank you, okay. Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Can we say good morning, Father? Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful morning, a new day. We thank you for another opportunity to be with you. And we also know that you have renewed your mercy for us. As your word says, they are new every morning. Your mercies are new every morning. And you continue with your grace, ever so patient, putting up with all our limitations, but putting up with all our disobedience, with our rebellion all the times we have intentionally chosen to fall into that pit through our own mistakes, through our choices we make. When we turn away from your word, when we put our own heads down so that we are left vulnerable and weak, when we sin, and we ask for forgiveness, Father, for all that limitation. And we thank you that through your spirit, you are ever so present with us, ever willing to work with us in whatever condition. You do not give up on us. You do not turn away from us. But you extend another line of opportunity to turn back. In case we make that decision to repent, you are ever willing to take us back in the house. We thank you, Father. And we acknowledge your presence in this prayer, Lord, at the start of this day as well. When we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path in our prayer and to provide your revelation this day, Father, for all the challenges that we will go through. And when we leave this prayer meeting here, we know that you are still with us. And that gives us the confidence that we do not go alone, but you go with us. You are there with us. And you go before us to flatten that ground and to activate your grace in every situation that it turns for our good. For the good of those whom you have called according to your purpose and those who have confessed and professed their love for you. We thank you, Father. And that same grace that comes with this understanding, that peace and that joy that you give when we know that you are with us, we are filled with it. And we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with every beneficiary of any prayer request that has been made on this prayer group. With those that have no one to pray for them as well. We share it with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you as a person and with all those that do not want to know you, those that have turned away, that they be quickened and the glory of your presence, your light be revealed to them. That light that dispels every lie of darkness, that tears every veil before their eye to see the truth. And the truth sets them free, bringing them back to you. And so, Father, as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The one who is the lifter of men, the giver of all things good. 
the great I am, the maker of the universe, who is able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall not be found lacking in anything. He has blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. The ancient of days is he. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. The one who is our high tower, our fortress, our shield and our strength. In you, Lord, we trust. And we pray in the name of Jesus, the one through whom we have salvation, who has made and paved that way back for us into the kingdom, who has restored all that we lost through sin, the one who has won the victory against evil for us once and for all on that cross, the Lion of Judah, the rider on the white horse who leads us in the day of battle. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the same spirit that created everything in creation at the spoken word of the Father, the scepter of the King of Kings, the seal of the age to come, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor given to us, the God who made his tabernacle within our body when we receive him in spirit. And it is he who then quickened our spirit and made us alive in the spirit that we shall be charged to hear what others don't hear. The will and the word of the Father, the revelation into it, all the mysteries that are hidden in it. He makes them alive, that that word becomes flesh and dwells within us, not just amongst us. And it is through that word dwelling in us that our Christian experience is shaped to move us gradually to that image and that likeness of Jesus, the realm of Galatians 2.20. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of life, that we are still alive this day when there are so many that have not been fortunate enough to live it. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us more time to repent, to turn around from our mistakes, that you give us more time to fulfill and achieve all that you have ordained for us to achieve in this life. You give us another opportunity to be of service to you and to leave a mark on this earth. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards of that creation. And through your word, you give us principles, promises, prophecies that we might have a life of abundance and of dominion. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to work with us towards that end. We thank you that you have given us family, you have given us friends. You have given us a roof over our head in extreme weather. You have given us food on our table that we are not hungry. You establish the work of our hands. We thank you, Father, that you continue to love us, that you give us children and inheritance. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer. That even in times when we feel limited, we are able to call on you and ask you, give you legally permission to intervene in our circumstances. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer this morning, 
I like to cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, and every person that is part of this prayer meeting that will pray with this recording as well. Their families and every member of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. I'd like to put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will of the Father. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus at the onset. And as we get into our reflection and make our prayer this morning, I'd also like to herald the power in the word, in our spoken word. As we use the words from Isaiah 55 as a reminder to ourselves, and we declare this saying, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall our words be that go out of our mouths. They will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire in accordance with the will of the Father and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like us to reflect on King David's relationship with God. Why was David so special to God? 1 Samuel 13 verse 14 says, He was a man after God's heart. He had a heart after God. So what does it mean to have that heart after God? Yesterday, we reflected on, Blessed are the pure of heart. And David was not perfect. He was an adulterer. He was a murderer. He was a sinner. Just like us. And yet God loved him so much. So if we can study that life on, and what David carried in his heart. It gives us a way of how we can build our relationship with God as well. So today let's look at David and see what the Bible says about his heart. And there are four points that I have noted here. And the first one is David was humble. That was very important. And even raising him up to be a king. He was replacing Saul as king of the people, king of Israel. And that was primarily because Saul was disobedient and he lacked humility. And as soon as he got to know that David was anointed to replace him, he sought to kill David. He even turned evil and wicked. But despite all his attempts, David always honored him as God's anointed king and never tried to hit back, never tried to kill him. He maintained that humble position and always honored him. 1 Samuel 18 verse 18 records David saying to Saul, Who am I? And what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be the son-in-law to the king? That was after he killed Goliath and Saul had promised that the one that kills Goliath will be, will be married to his daughter. 
in Psalm 8, verse 4, David prayed to God as well. In the same way, and he said, what is man that you are mindful of him? Now he's talking about himself there. And what is the son of man that you visit him? Why am I so worthy to you? This was what was really his question is. He was humble. He kept himself in that position of humility before God. And his journey with God started in the fields when he, when he took care of his sheep, which is where God identified him and said, I have found a man after my heart. So it started early. Number two, David was obedient. Although a sinner, David put in a lot of effort to be obedient to God's word. Always inquiring of God before he went out to attack. And was humble enough to repent. Now David puts that example here of where we say in Proverbs 3 verse 6, Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. He acknowledged God in every way, in everything that he did. He was humble enough when he made a mistake to repent and to ask for forgiveness when he sinned. When he sinned, he would mourn over it and even ask God to pour out his mercy. He wrote Psalms to show his love as well. Other kings like Saul and even Solomon, his own son, didn't do or didn't engage in that kind of repentance and forgiveness and asking for forgiveness like David did. Number three is David loved God with all his heart. He made a lot of mistakes, but his love for God never changed. And God's love for him never changed either. Loving God is the greatest commandment in the Bible. And even though he was a wreck, he genuinely loved God. The Psalms that he wrote are testimony of his piety, his worship of God, his trust in God, and the service that he wanted to put towards God. David was always loyal to God. He never considered idolatry. He loved God with all his heart. And number four, he always aimed to live by the law of God. Psalm 119 verse 97 and 98 say, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day, which means he is trying to stay focused on that word and meditate on it, just like we, we have seen in other parts of the Bible. Joshua 1 verse 8, which says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And here we see David doing exactly that. And then in verse 98, Psalm 119, verse 98, it says, You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. So he was committing his reliance on that word. And every time he made a mistake, 
He was quick to repent, to ask for forgiveness. And so he maintained an honest relationship with God. What was in his heart was on his lips. Just like we reflected yesterday, indeed a man with no guile. To the extent that even when people sought to kill Saul, and there were others that did attack Saul and his family, they would ensure that if they were that the innocent, if the innocent were killed, then the killers did not go unpunished, even though they were his own men. He was just and he was honest. In Psalm 63, now this is one where he pours out his heart for God. I recommend reading that psalm and reading it closely. And I'll just pick up a few verses from here. The first eight from Psalm 63, where he says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you have been my help, therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. And then again, that famous verse in Psalm 42, where he says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so does my soul long after you, my God. This was a profession of his love for God. Indeed, a man that had a heart for God. And the Bible records it for us to learn. All that God really wants is for us people to have a close relationship with him. Man whom he made in his own image and likeness. You and me. And it is for us to follow David's example and learn how to have that closeness to God. And to be covered in his glory. Father, as we study your word, we ask for that edification to learn ways, that discernment to learn ways where we can come closer to you through our worship, through our prayer, through our gratitude, through our honesty, through our obedience, and through our humility before you. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, so that out of that close relationship with you, we live our Christian experience 
and we paint that picture of what we know of you to others, that they might have that same relationship as well, seeing through our eyes. And this is our prayer this day, Lord. Let the world see you through our eyes. Let the world hear you through our voice when we describe you, when we share your gospel, when we tell others what we know of you and who you are to us. And let the world feel you through our life when we live your word, when we put that word into action, when we apply your principles, when we live that abundance and dominion. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease that are hospitalized this day, especially those that are battling the COVID, the rising incidence of COVID again, Lord. Those that are battling for life and death. We pray also for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, seeking to keep them yoked to the ground and limited, that they cannot live a life of abundance. And especially due to our ignorance, due to our prayerlessness, due to our busyness with our life and due to our poverty. Ways used by the enemy to keep your people powerless, Lord. We come against every such stronghold. We declare it broken in the name of Jesus. Let your light penetrate that yoke, Lord. Your anointing destroy it. That your people's eyes are open to see see your light, to see your glory, to see your truth. That knowledge and wisdom dispels the darkness of ignorance. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. Especially all those of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved that have not yet given their life to Christ and received their gift of salvation. We ask for a quickening in their hearts, Lord. Knowing that everyone who calls on your name shall be delivered. They shall not end up in shame. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith together, making it our prayer of agreement, that prayer is made under an open heaven and is definitely an answered prayer. We encourage all those that can pray in tongues, that can pray in the spirit, using the gift of tongues, to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift. Make sure you're asking it for the right intent of serving the purpose of the kingdom. Unmute your mic, release your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer be led by the Spirit and make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sharabara Branda Laria Brian Taylor, Frosty Crastia, I am Teria Shandakala <laughs> <laughs> 
The scripture I have today is from Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, quoted from the NIV that says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense, any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a second one that is quoted from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, again from the NIV, where it is written, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are benefiting from these reflections, and as you heard this morning's reflection in any name or, or a person has come to mind, please share this reflection with them. That they might have that opportunity to experience transformation through the presence of God. And let that life be renewed because of your effort. Please also share this, this morning's reflection we have this posted on our YouTube channel and we shall share the link on our Telegram group as well. As well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on Telegram and on our Facebook page. Powerful reflections coming directly from the heart, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Share those with your friends and family. There are many that use it as part of their daily reflections, that their prayers as well, and it is blessing many lives. Let that be given furthermore to your circles as well as a gift. I'd also like to remind you about this Friday's Bible study topic. The topic is praying in the Holy Spirit. And we will learn in depth what it really means to pray in the Spirit. We will learn that the Holy Spirit is our prayer partner and intercessor, and he knows exactly what we need. So it's a powerful topic of connecting with him in the Spirit and new revelations of how we can actually make that prayer more effective. Please share that. We shall post this message on our Telegram group this morning with links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Share it with your friends and family. Invite them to come and receive that presence tomorrow. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be that blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.